Good morning. Please turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 1. It's my privilege this morning to start us off on our summer sermon series in the book of Proverbs. This morning we'll be looking at Proverbs 1 and thinking about discernment. The title of this message is Discernment, Making Decisions for True Success. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Whether we realize it or not, we're making them all the time. Decisions big and small. All kinds of decisions every moment of every day. And decisions are fun sometimes. Getting to choose what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear, what I'm going to play. But then it starts to get a little intimidating. What am I going to do with my life? Am I going to follow the Lord? Am I going to choose my own way? Decisions like um, what, what job will I do? How will I raise my children? Thank you. Where will I go to church? Will, will I send my children to public school, Christian school? Will I homeschool them? What political candidate should I vote for? How will I serve in the church? Um, what will I wear today? Will I give grace to my nephew or niece in this Candyland game or not? All kinds of decisions. And the intimidating thing about those decisions is that those decisions all have consequences. And the what-ifs start to come to mind. What if I make the wrong decision? What if I can't undo? What if there's no control Z to that decision I just made? And what if I'm stuck in that path? I don't want to face all of those consequences, and I don't want to uh, endure some of the difficulties that I might be responsible for bringing across my way. And so the book of Proverbs equips us for decision-making, and it equips us for success. But we need to have a proper understanding of success. We'll talk about that. But what if, what if I fail? What if I get it wrong and that fear of failure starts to push us away from, I don't want to make decisions. At least I want to avoid them as much as possible. Somebody else can make them for me. Well, look with me at Proverbs chapter 1. King Solomon had asked the Lord for discernment. God had said, okay, I'm going to honor your request. I'm going to give you discernment. I'm going to give you wisdom. Perhaps you know Solomon as the wisest man who ever lived. And uh, he writes most of these Proverbs. He's introduced in one one, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. We get a few other writers along the way. But he, he brings out some insights to life, practical wisdom. And that's helpful for us. We want to think on that this morning. I'm actually going to take the time. I invite you to follow along with me. I'm going to read through the entire chapter as we get started, and then we'll pray. So uh, please look at Proverbs chapter 1. Solomon writes, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason, like Sheol. Let us swallow them alive and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and refused to listen. have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me. But I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Would have none of my counsel and despise all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for your word. And Lord, we want to bow our hearts before you in a worship that receives your truth and learns from it. We want to make steps of progress today so that we can enjoy the success that you offer, understanding how to make decisions according to your way and your wisdom, that we'd be able to discern a path before us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, today's uh, message is about discernment. How do we make decisions and how do we do it in such a way that we can enjoy the success that God wants to give us? And first, we need to ask the question, what is success? What is success? Well, part of success, uh, we might want to say, well, what, that's the American dream, right? Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, that's what I want to lay hold of. And that's what I deserve. That's what I should have the right to. And I want to find my way to make sure that that's what I get with my life. And I don't want to miss all that I deserve. But I'm, I'm afraid maybe I will. Thinking of, I, I want to make sure I have good health, good wealth, that I have fame and honor and good reputation before others. 
I would invite you to think about how you define success. What is it that you want most in your life? And if you think about completing your life, what are you most afraid of coming to the end and regretting that you never laid hold of? In the same vein, uh, many of us are parents in the room, and, and the book of Proverbs has a, a parenting element to it. And we could ask the question, what do you want most for your kids? What do you pray for them? What are you seeking to instill in them? If you were helping them make those decisions along the way, how would you um, give that direction? And where do you want them to aim for? What is success for them in your mind? Because Solomon writes, and you'll see it repeatedly, especially in these first nine chapters of Proverbs that are somewhat of an introduction before we get into some of the sporadic uh, words of advice that are, uh, again, what we typically think of with Proverbs, some, some pithy sayings that grab on to some practical wisdom that, that give a little bit of direction for how do I live and how do I have insight in the midst of that. Well, he says, my, hear my son, verse 8, your father's instruction, forsake not your mother's teaching. Listen to parental advice and wisdom, uh, verse 10, my son, verse 15, my son, and and, and then at the beginning of most of these chapters, continuing forward, my son, my son, these, he, these discourses as he invites his son to come in and we have that element of God addressing us as his children to hear his wisdom. And also how do we give wisdom to those that we get the privilege of parenting. And uh, Proverbs gives that element of how we give wisdom. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 22 Verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Well, again, the responsibility of that kind of weighs on me that I might guide him in the wrong direction and, and he's set on that wrong path versus uh, uh, perhaps setting him on that right path. Verse 15 reminds us, Proverbs twenty-two fifteen. 15, it says, folly is bound up in the heart of a child. The realization that we're all born fools. We need the help of wisdom. Well, uh, starting off as we get a look at Proverbs, and we'll be heading into Proverbs over the next eight weeks, uh, I want, want to capture verse 2 through 6. We get some of the goals of Proverbs laid out for us that I think kind of underlie what is that success? What does success look like? Well, um, Solomon conveys that here's what I want you to receive out of these truths. Um, to know wisdom and instruction, understand words of insight. This idea of wisdom is important for us to understand that it goes beyond knowledge. We, we need to get that down and have that good understanding that um, it, it's not just about what I know, because I can get information anywhere, but it's a skill in life that, in, in this context particularly, a living God's way, heading the right direction. And so he gives several words, instruction, the idea of moral and intellectual discipline to make sure I'm headed the right direction, to keep learning, insight or discernment, the ability to read between the lines and, and make good decisions, prudence, that of sound judgment, deciding, uh, discretion, making right decisions with understanding, guidance, importance of right thinking, and experience in decision making. So there's a lot of this that ties right into what I know and what I do with what I know that I'm heading the right direction, that every decision I make is, is informed by truth, is informed by what God wants and, and cares about those things. And knowing my own heart, 
That's a struggle sometimes because I start to want what I want more. And even seeing some of the verbs here, I think these are worth noting. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand, to receive. That, that there's a, a willing um, input that, that lets others speak into our lives, particularly the word of God. We see parents as an important part of that. Proverbs as being the wisdom, but also the broader um, application of the word of God as a whole, that I want to learn from God's truth. But also, verse 4 uses the, the verb to give. And, and that starts to change the pattern that there's an input, but there's also an output that I need to take in. But I'm also relaying this to others to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Well, I'm equipped to do that if I'm handling God's word and handling this wisdom correctly to teach them to go the right way. And that's super important. I want to do that correctly. All of this to say I'm making decisions and I've got a direction to choose. Perhaps uh, some of you maybe read some of these types of books growing up, the, the Choose Your Own Adventure book. I'm not able to advance right now. Uh, but cho choose your own adventure where you could um, read through a book. There'd be uh, different options. Well, um, as, as you look at, uh, as you read through the story, well, you actually have some input in how the story turns out. So um, that gives the reader a decision. Well, do you want this or do you want this? And then turn to this page to continue and, and find out what happens. And um, then you unfold some of the, the plot it's an interactive book. You choose the different outcomes, and you have the risk of losing your happily ever after. But through these story choices, we actually get the chance to learn that consequences follow decisions. And in Proverbs, uh, a key word throughout the book of Proverbs is that of paths or ways. That this, uh, if you read through Proverbs, I'd, I'd invite you to pick that out and see how he, he's putting that before us. Path. Which path will you go? Which way Will you go? And um, one, one thing I would have us catch as we're doing that, um, sorry, I think we're out of the slides right now, must be frozen, but um, you could write these down and take a look at them later, but the, it captures that it's not just what we think of there's one right way, that there's actually multiple ways that, that our decisions aren't, I have to get the one right choice before me. And so, for example, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 9 says, Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. So that there's multiple options within what honors God for me to choose from. You're familiar with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, perhaps. In, in verse 6, it says, In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. That, that multiple idea there. Verse 17 of Proverbs 3, Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. And one more example I'll give quickly. Proverbs 8, verse 32. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. So that um, there, there's a little bit of freedom there that, that assures me that I want to choose uh, good decisions. But sometimes I can choose between A and B. And both will be honoring to God. I don't have to worry about getting it wrong. At the same time, as we're reading through Proverbs 1, there's a general idea of there, th that there's a, a direction that falls within a path of sinners and there's a direction that falls within the path of wisdom. One that uh, opposes God, that rebels against him and heads my own way and one that uh, yields to God 
lets him speak into my life and, and leans in to obey and follow what he would give to me. And so I, I would have us note that as well. But it's important that we try to respond to that. What he comes out of that in verse 7 to say is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, so that um, we ought to live life with fear of the Lord rather than fear of failure. That instead of being paralyzed and constrained by worry that I, I would fail, that I can lean in to God's help for success and so what I want us to, to see today, kind of the big idea, is that we would keep choosing the path of honoring the Lord. Keep choosing the path of honoring the Lord. Thank you, guys. Big, big idea for us that, that, that there's a repeated decision necessary, that I would stay on the right track, that the importance of those daily decisions, that I'm, I might be heading a good way, but I need to keep learning. I need to keep making right decisions. I need to keep following. I need to keep uh, relating to God that, that fear of the Lord, that, that loves him, that has the proper relationship with him, that sees just how good and powerful God is and responds to that. And there's three parts that I'd like us to see this morning. The first is this, that you would guard your listening. Guard your listening. Well, I, would, I would ask, first of all, who are you listening to? What influence are you following? Because if you want to guard your listening, you need to be listening. You need to lean in and hear but you better be listening to the right influences and following after those right influences. Well, there's the call to listen. First of all, verse 5, let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. Verse 8, hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. And also verse 33, but whoever listens to me, same idea there, the hear or listen, whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Well, first of all, um, as you think about who to listen to, it's important that we, we're careful, cautious. Don't follow sinners in opposition to the Lord. Verse 10 says, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Well, I, I like that notion there that there, there's sinners that are outside of me. Well, if you're familiar with the Bible as a whole, we know that the Bible tells us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there's not an us and them mentality that, that there's the bad people out there and there's good people like us. But there, there is also, uh, as we think about who do we follow, who do we spend our time with, there's, there's an association that we, we train our kids, we're careful ourselves. It doesn't mean stay away from people who do, do things differently, but it does mean don't follow their influence. Don't let that appeal to you. Like, I, I want to try their way. I want to go down that path. I want to live my life in that so, so that, okay, I, I, I'm a sinner as well, but I, I'm going to orient my life not in opposition to the Lord, but in a way that follows him and leans into his direction for my life. Don't follow sinners in opposition to the Lord. And, and so he, he gives that very careful warning. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Don't yield your life that way. Don't find an agreement with them that that appeals to you and you're ready to go that direction and choose that path. Well, another warning that is very common in our society that we need to listen carefully, don't follow your heart. 
wait, what? Uh, all the media out there and, and all of truth as we know it in uh, the reality of our society is you, you choose your own reality. You choose your own way. You know you best. But there's a very clear warning here. Don't follow your heart. And if you look down to verse 31, um, there's this wisdom speaking. And it says, because they hated knowledge, didn't choose the fear of the Lord, wouldn't have any of my counsel, wouldn't listen to my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way. They're going to get their consequences. They're going to yield what comes of it. It goes on, and have their fill of their own devices. Well, there, there's a certain emptiness there. There's certain, uh, yeah, it, it seems satisfying for a while, but if you get what you want, it's not going to lead to true success. You're going to miss it, and it's going to come out. Well, yeah, I, I laid hold of everything I ever wanted, and I still don't feel satisfied, still not enjoying and I feel like I've missed the mark with my life. So there's a warning there. Don't choose that way. Don't, don't trust yourself. But there's someone who knows better, the, the Lord who gives wisdom. So instead, fear the Lord and follow him. As we've seen in Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That there's so much that I don't know, even though I can take in information all the time, I can learn as much as I want. My, my kids enjoy uh, we've got an Alexa at home, and Daddy, they'll ask me a, a random question. Like, I have no idea. All right, next, I know who to ask Alexa, and they can get all kinds of information right at the, their fingertips. And yet, even though they've got as much information as they could ever want right there, there there's a greater wisdom that, that transcends any information they can take in from Google and Siri and Alexa and anything else that you can get instant answers well, we might not get all the instant answers we want from the Lord, and yet we get the, the right direction and the right relationship when we trust him and follow him with that, that fear that has an awe and reverence responding to him. Also, guard your listening by receiving wisdom from the experienced. Again, being willing to, to listen, being willing to hear from others. Sometimes I like to, uh, you know, I've got it all figured out. I don't, I don't need somebody else to tell me. And, and yet I, I'm getting corrected by my kids who've learned things better than I do now. Uh, but uh, even more so, they're, they're, they're gaining certain experience in school with things that, the technology and stuff that I don't have the experience with. But learning to look to the experience. In verse 3, that idea of receiving instruction and wise dealing and righteousness, justice, in equity, that, that there's the willing heart the, that has a reception of, yeah, I want to learn from others. I want to have a teachable spirit, and um, I, I'm ready to, to lean in with an open ear and, and learn. Verse 8, hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching to receive wisdom from parents who have a lot of experience. And there was a certain point when I, I was young enough I thought my parents knew everything. And then I got old enough, I thought my parents don't know anything. And, and now I'm starting to think, okay, they, they had a good grasp on certain things that I should have listened to them better. And, and I think that's part of the pattern of life is, is learning how much we don't know, where to go for answers. And, and it's not just um, the, the latest information guide, information source like Google, but to, to our parents who are experienced, to those around us that we can learn from. 
uh, that, that experience of knowledge that's been gained by living out life, those who've gone the paths before us, again, we still got to be careful who we listen to. There's got to be a discernment that doesn't find the appeal of a path that opposes the Lord. So we've got to learn from the right voices, the right experienced people. In verse 33, whoever listens to me will, will dwell secure and, and be at ease without dread of disaster, to be willing to hear wisdom. Again, to, to, I'm going to dig into the word of God on a regular basis. The, the book of Proverbs is that of wisdom, but again, the broader picture of all of God's word that imparts wisdom and we, we had in our reading today, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It's sufficient. It it's instructs, it teaches, it corrects. We have what we need in the word of God. Well, part of that struggle too, learning from the experience, is we want to we experience it for ourselves, right? And that's the, the, what we have to do as parents to apprentice our kids, to, to train them up, to give them the ability to experience things themselves, and yet... There's certain things we want them to never have to experience. Telling them, okay, don't touch the stove, it's hot. They can choose, I'm either going to receive that instruction or I'm going to experience it for myself and learn the hard way. And, and there's so many varieties of that. How do we apply that? We, we would have to um, listen and, and either receive that instruction or learn from experience but be ready to turn. Second is that we would grow our understanding. Keep choosing the path of honoring the Lord by growing your understanding. There's ever the need to keep learning. But um, important question to, that I would have you reflect, how do you respond? How do you personally respond to advice, to correction, to the opportunity to learn? Are you willing? Will you keep growing? Or do you think you've got it figured out already? Or must you learn for yourself? Well, the reality is that there, there is a trap sometimes. That trap, verse 17, for in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. Well, nobody's going to go set a trap for somebody while they're watching. And yet, verse 18, he continues, but these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Again, the warning of following your own heart, trusting yourself, going, choosing your own way, independent of the Lord's direction. Well, you're setting your own trap, and you've laid it out for yourself, and you ought to be able to see that. So it's important that we receive the, the learning and that we keep learning. There's four uh, characters given throughout the book of Proverbs, and we're introduced to them in, in Proverbs chapter 1, and they give us some insight um, and these characters actually um, get, give a little bit of different direction. How do you respond to learning? Well, the first is, is the one who is wise. The wise man, um, according to the book of Proverbs, is one who fears the Lord, who loves reproof, and who turns from evil. Uh, that's the characterization of someone who is wise. Now, I, I should say as a caveat before we go through these, that um, sometimes I can make a decision that, comes out of that that might fit the mold of the wise man and other times I might make a decision that fits the mold of a fool so I wish I could say I've made it to the wise category and now I'm good but but we might kind of linger in between these or waver between them so we can see how some of our decisions might even um, waver between these but we want to move in a direction of having a wise heart that loves reproof 
yeah, please correct me because I want to learn and turns from evil. Well, uh, just as an example, Proverbs 9, 9 says, give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. Yes, I want to learn, not I'm wise. Who are you to tell me something? But, okay, I want to be wise so the, the wise continues to learn. And that's a, a spirit we all need to put on. Well, we're in, introduced to these others here in verse 22 of Proverbs 1. I'll start again in verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. That there's a proclamation of wisdom that the word of God is going out. What will you respond? And, and there's a rebuke. Verse 22. How long, O oh, simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge well the next uh, characterization here is that of the simple and uh, the simple another word might be naive another is the inexperienced someone who's, who's kind of fresh off in fact um, this is often paralleled with the youth in the book of proverbs go back to verse four to give prudence to the simple <coughs> knowledge and discretion to the youth that that, that um, you're not automatically young because you're simple but the simple is is naive vulnerable tends to believe anything like okay um let's do it well um proverbs 14 15 describes that too the simple believes everything but the prudent gives thought to his steps there's a need for prudence a need for learning for the simple and oftentimes that is our children who haven't gained the experience yet they're they're not um, specifically rebelling and opposing God's way, but they need to be given instruction and training to know how do they gain wisdom. Well, another characterization is that of the fool, and that's very frequent in the book of Proverbs. At least 70 times we encounter the fool, and the fool is one who carelessly rejects learning and won't turn from evil. As, as a little aside, Psalm 14.1 says the fool in his, says in his heart, there is no God. Well, that's not just the atheist who says, okay, uh, I don't believe in God, but that is actually saying in my heart that I'm, I'm going to live as if God didn't exist, as if God didn't matter. Okay, maybe I, I say, yeah, I believe in Jesus, I come to church, but, but my own life, you can tell that there's any influence of the Lord, any influence of wisdom in my life. Well, that's the idea here. How, that you see again in verse 22, there's a, a being stuck in the way. Simple ones, how long will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? There's not a reception of learning but being stuck and going that direction. Well, verse 12, chapter 12, verse 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. I hope you're capturing by now the idea that you need to learn. You need to hear from others. And that doesn't mean that um, you need to be paralyzed on every decision. Like, okay, I don't want to be a fool. I better ask somebody before I decide what to put on today. But uh, it, as you learn through the course of your decisions, you're being trained in wisdom. And you know when you need help. You'll, you're willing to, if someone steps in and, and gives counsel, to, to, to listen to that, to listen to reproof, and, and also to discern. Like, okay. Maybe what, what's being spoken in my life is one of the fool. Now, don't make that your normal assumption of everybody who wants to give you an ex a suggestion, but 
uh, the, the weighing out of how do I make these decisions properly and receive right learning. The final characterization is that of a scoffer. And the scoffer hates, ignores, and mocks correction. It might come, sometimes the translation might be mocker, the idea of a laugher, but someone who has no interest in and actually takes delight in opposing God and going different directions. In fact, wants to bring others down with them. And so we need to be careful of this categorization and also take a good hard look. I hope that's not me, that I would not orient my life in such that opposes God and brings others down. <clears throat> Chapter 13, verse 1 says, A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. So we see these characterizations here, and it's important for us to, <coughs> as, as a takeaway, as we're looking through Proverbs, to know that wisdom is a pursuit, not a destination, that I need to keep learning, that I'm not, I haven't arrived, but that um, w whether, wherever I am in that spectrum, that maybe I've been living my life quite foolishly, or maybe I've been spending some time scoffing, or maybe I'm just realizing, man, I'm so inexperienced and simple, and I, I've been believing anything and everything that somebody tells me. Well, I want to glean wisdom from God, and I want to get it right. Again, going back to verse 5. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, that all of us need to grow in wisdom. In fact, uh, a little later in Proverbs, Proverbs 10, verse 8 says, The wise of heart will receive commandments, but... A babbling fool will come to ruin. Chapter 9, verse 8 and 9. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. So that, that we benefit from learning together. Finally, keep choosing the path of honoring the Lord by evaluating your destination. We need to regularly evaluate our destination. One question we can ask, reflect, where are your decisions taking you? Uh, the path of all my decisions, what, what's the end of that path? Where is it headed? What's down the road? Have you thought about that? Because the reality is that choosing a direction is choosing its consequences. Verse 15 says, my son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their path. Don't start down that way. Carefully think about where that path is headed. And uh, so there, there's a <coughs> couple of options here. First is rejecting wisdom. Verse 30, again, they says, would have none of my counsel and despise all my reproof. Or verse 33, receiving wisdom. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Well, again, there's those two general directions or paths that you can choose between. And one who uh, rejects wisdom is, uh, at, is headed toward emptiness, first of all. Verse 31, again, therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way and hate their, have their fill of their own devices. It's not going to satisfy. You're going to get that temporary, okay, you got what you were looking for, but it, it didn't ultimately, you, you got a, a little temporary joy out of that but it, you missed it and it also leads to destruction again back to verse 18 but these men lie in wait for their own blood they set an ambush for their own lives that, that's not the path we want to head down but instead 
with receiving wisdom, what we find instead is a satisfaction that it's, it's not the temporary emptiness that is from rejecting wisdom, but it's a fully satisfied enjoyment of God and his ways and also that of security. Not the false security that these sinners offer, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. <coughs> but an important part of that, though, is that of perspective. Being able to see through God's lens. Go back to verse 11 through 14, that invitation of the sinners, of those who oppose God. Well, it says, if they say, come with us, lie uh, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Well, a lot of times, decisions aren't going to present themselves that ugly. Like, hey, why don't you live as wicked as you can? They're, they're going to present with glamour. They're going to look nice. And they're going to justify, like, hey, you deserve uh, happiness. You deserve all this wealth. And, and it's not that big of a deal. You know, those who get affected and run over along the way, it, it's packaged so much nicer. But God puts it quite clearly from this perspective of wisdom that Solomon gives. And, and see, okay, like shield, let it swallow them alive and hold like those who go down to the pit. That's not the kind of attitude and pursuit I'd want to make. And hopefully that gives us a, a chance to step back and say, I never really thought of how I was living my life before to treat people that way and not care about others and plunder them for my own good. Let me see it from the way God would frame it. Let me understand from the lens of God's word. And don't miss your turn. There's the invitation to turn. Again, going back to verse 23, the call of wisdom. If you turn at my reproof, Behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I'll make my words known to you. This receiving learning is a receiving of correction, and it's one that doesn't just hear. The idea of hear here is listen, to follow, to take that advice and do something with it. Where will you go? To not turn away from wisdom, but to turn toward its voice, to turn and live it out, to be made new. Again, 25 and, and 30 echoed wisdom saying, you have ignored all my counsel, would have none of my reproof. There's consequences to that. But there is the opportunity to turn, to learn from God's word, and to put it on in our lives. So we ought to keep choosing the path of honoring the Lord. Guard your listening so that you're learning from the right people and being influenced by the right influences, particularly those who live by the word of God to grow your understanding that we are ever on the path of learning and invite that correction to our lives and regularly evaluating our destination. If we want to be able to discern, we're thinking about where we headed. And God will equip us through that for, with a discernment that helps us to make decisions for true success. It might not be life, liberty, and happiness according to the American dream, but God will bring us to where he wants to use us, what he wants to teach us, and we can live our lives to the fullest of joy and fullest of satisfaction that God would do in and through us. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for your word. And Lord, we pray that as we wade through the depths of Proverbs this summer and wrestle with some of the major themes that may, might be big questions in our mind, and we might be looking for wisdom, or perhaps we've decided on our own way on some of those, and we don't even realize how we've 
made up our minds and stubbornly chosen to maybe plunder people in the process, to ignore God, to oppose him, perhaps even bring others down with us. But Lord, we want to make better decisions. We want your wisdom in our lives so that we can honor you, uphold your truth. And God, we need your help. And we need a turning. Lord, would you convict us of where we've gone wrong? Would you show us where we need to stop in our tracks and make a 180 and follow you? We thank you that there's hope in the gospel, that that fear of the Lord is rooted in a right relationship with you through your son, Jesus, who didn't give up on sinners, but you sent him to die in our place on our behalf that as he died for sin and rose again in victory, we can share in that simply by faith, receiving him as savior, trusting him that we can't correct, we can't undo our decisions of sin, but he has made us new in Christ by faith. And Lord, I pray for anyone who is here today who has not made that decision or is not trusted in you, that they would come face to face with that decision first and foremost that they could know you personally have a relationship with you trust in you as savior follow after you living their lives in the fear of the lord and begin to make the the, the direction of the paths that is set in wisdom following you we pray in jesus name